boy, every time we do this, I just don't know how I'm supposed to do it. <laughs> then I stumble into it. Do you want me to uh, lay down a beat for you, Jay? Yeah, that would be great, actually. Sweet. Hey, what's up? This is Recharge. Now you're here. Gonna get the seek tro- Uh-oh. <laughs> oh my god. It's so weird to do it off time. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna fail. Just pull in the fucking ripcord. Hello! <laughs> Welcome to Recharge. <laughs> Welcome to Recharge number nine. For real this time. Wow. Um, in which we will be discussing episodes um, 17 and 18. I am one of your DMs, Jay. I am the other DMB. Uh, I am Sean. I am a player. So. Yes. Hey! <laughs> kept me hanging there. <laughs> My name's Sky, and I'm also a player. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sup. I am Peter. I am your final player, and sup. Final player. I have pulled my ninth tarot card from my deck. I am pulling the ninth as well. Ooh. Ooh. I have right. it today. Right, let's do this. One, two, three, flip. Oh, no. It's literally my least favorite cards, but I think it's actually quite thematic to the episode. What'd you get? I got the Ten of Swords. I got the Page of Wands. Ooh. Yeah. I think it's a of- Patreon tarot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. You might be right. Page of Wands is inspiration, ideas, discovery, limitless potential, and free spirit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that feels good. That's that good feels for like recharge, especially. I think so, too. What's the Ten of Swords? I know what it looks like. It's <laughs> quite frightening. The Ten of Swords represents a painful conclusion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like a harsh defeat, and all that's left is to set over. It's time to accept reality and move on. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, Jeez. my God. So, folks, uh, um, for all those out there listening, thanks so much for going on this journey with us. The podcast <laughs> is ending. Uh, we follow the commands it. of the cards. That's right. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's done. It was nice, but it's over. <laughs> that card does make me think of the end of the yeah. of episode 18, mm-hmm. but I don't yeah. want to jump into that yet because it's, it's the very That's end. That's literally the first thing that came to my mind. But, yes, let's save that bag of worms uh, sorry i just want to jump in and correct myself real quick page of wands is not a patreon tier and as the person who manages the patreon i should know that so <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for uh people on patreon that i just offended by calling you a page of wand you're better than that it's a secret tier <laughs> you know it says on on biddytarot.com with the page of wands you are inclined to give anything and everything a go so it does sound like a good patreon tier yeah <laughs> a saucy nice. one to be honest <laughs> it's like where all the really niche shit is <laughs> yeah <That's right. laughs> or just like pay us and you'll get something maybe maybe not <laughs> yeah. yeah it's about the journey it's That's about exploration right. it doesn't really matter if you actually get something or not mm-hmm. um <laughs> Before we start today, there's something that's been on my mind, and that's that, like, remember in episode one when we joked about whether um, Limp Biscuit would be in the campaign, and now every other episode you guys make me cry? <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> Just, like, the, the, the huge tone shift that we've taken from, like, the absolute shenanigans of episode one, and now, like, fucking every other episode is just devastating. I thought the crying was Limp Biscuit related. <laughs> I was like, that's a, that's a Limp Biscuit lyric I don't know about. 
I, uh, you know, but I, I agree. And I also appreciate that we still have time for 42069 jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, we're still all like 90% shenanigans and 10% heart. It's great. Yeah. It's we're we still the, find find time to fuck around. The 10% just takes up 90% of the heart because it's so intense. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh, God. These are chunky sessions. I've just. I'm just getting to the end of the first episode of episode 17 and like, holy shit, did a lot happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. L- lately, it's felt like the story has ramped up so much, both like the overarching story and our own character backstories that like all these the last few sessions that we've played have been really, really chunky, like lots of stuff going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like we're building up to like the first real big boss fight mm. I, I imagine like scavenge being like a pretty good turning point in this campaign mm-hmm. where once we beat that then we're on to fighting the arcana in another 30 episodes <laughs> when we're level 20 I, I'm, I'm not sure but yeah it feels like we're, we're, we're definitely building up to like a big like like our first climax of Ew. Agree. Um. Yeah, this is this does feel like <laughs> chapter one. You know, like the... oh, geez, is that your first? <laughs> I climaxed at Riscotech. <laughs> Who hasn't though, right? Who hasn't? Yeah. That's their slogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of fighting the Arcana, when I really like the moment in uh, right before the combat happens in episode seventeen when. B is describing the figure that you're seeing and and she's like, and the hood comes down and you see what's hovering above their body is a moon. And then like immediately is like, and roll initiative. And Sean, you're like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Fighting the arcana already. Kill the moon, go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm only level seven. I don't know. I don't know if I can take on an arcana (laughs) at this point. Unless like, unless there's like tiers of arcana that are just like super like goblin like weak monsters and then we, yeah, these like drones of the arcana yeah these are these are the kobolds of the arcana <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just we have to grind a few of these to level up and then we'll be able to to take on a real one yeah you know in final fantasy there's like eight stages so it's like every time you think you've killed it it's just like wait on wait a second now i'm the size of a fucking house now yeah. i'm the size of your planet <laughs> beat me again yes which i've been thinking about that with that like you know, is it like is it the arcana that's against us? What's the thing trying to reach out to us? And like, it would be kind of interesting, like back to that theory of there being one arcana that's kind of trying to reach out that's like against the rest of them. It's like the world arcana that got pulled by the the wheel. That's all about like completion and the cycle, right? And if it's all about the completion that whatever this is it's trying to reach out to us is after it'd be interesting if that was the thing trying to reach out to us and i feel like the fool which is sort of the other end of the of the uh, of the cycle has a has a huge role to play in this as well because after all like we've got this box out of out of the statue that was associated with the fool the 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 when the box sings to us it refers to us as fools and so in some ways it feels like we're on some sort of mission from the fool or something like that. The more I think about it, the more it feels like not all of the arcana are on the same side or necessarily want the same things, right? And like when we're if we've we've kind of decided that, you know, our best guess as to what's happening in 
the digital network is when we we get this pull from one side or the other that it's different arcana right uh, we're we're, mm-hmm. we're on that page right so if if one of them wants a thing and the other wants something different then like are all of the arcana on the same side are they working toward the same ends are they are they working toward the same ends but have different motives in mind you know like it's uh it, it feels like the more we learn the more like the 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 less we know for sure you know um and that's great that's a, that's a really fun place to be at this stage any um I think we talked about this a while ago, but it's been a while. So are there any updated guesses as to what each voice is oh. the, in the networks, to be clear? Like, I, I, I've had one of them confirmed, yeah. I believe, right? So, like, the one side is uh, the moon. I still don't know what the other side would be that has been following Crater. Um, like in, I think in the last two episodes... Uh, when I had to make the choice, I remember the other side being described as like warm and inviting or like overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, 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 I have no idea who, who that would be. Uh, it, <laughs> it seems like anytime the Arcana speak to us, it's like foreboding and like ominous and kind of creepy and <laughs> seems dangerous so like i'm not sure why one one would be like super nice and inviting like a like a grandma making cookies on a sunday afternoon so <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not sure who that second one would be for crater at least i am enjoying that train of thought yeah me too oh god i want to say so much and i can't say anything <laughs> spell it no say it come on it's recharge this is what people pay for say it all <laughs> It's Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I would quit the podcast if Limp Biscuit was <laughs> like it was a great character to see, but like if, if that's like one of like my patrons Deeply that's involved. following me around. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I'll think it's the Arcana. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the devil and the star. Ooh. See, now that's interesting because I, for you, Sky slash Riot, I, after the message that you got the last time, it felt very um, justice focused. Hmm. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I just, I just got this, like, this vibe of, like, and, like, how, like, what an interesting concept, too, to take this criminal and, like, urge her to be an instrument of justice (laughs) you know i don't know there's just there's something fun there totally how about for yourself peter i i think that one side is the star perhaps um appropriately for celestine who's very you know very very um uh focused on the stars and and the star arcana um and i feel like i've had uh um you know like one of the one of the, the the choices that's been put to to celestine is about like serenity right which is very much um the star the other one um i don't know possibly the hanged man i I was gonna i was gonna say the hanged man for one like the voice sounds like it and i believe they've that arcana has said the word suspense a few times yeah well and that's it right like i i do feel like this business of like you know don't complete the journey because like that's very clear to me that one of these sides want Celestine to stop moving forward, right? Stop completing the journey. Just just enjoy the here and now and don't worry about the end, right? And 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 that sort of like, you know, um uh uh that kind of stasis and just like, you know, surrender feels uh very, very hanged man y. Those are my thoughts. Oh, beautiful thoughts. Let's jump ahead a little bit to um 
some more Midmoss uh, territory questions. So, Crater, um, aside from sharing bean oil over an open fire, <laughs> what was Crater's favorite pastime with Pacemaker back in the day? Oh, um, I don't know. I feel like there was there was a lot of time spent in front of the fire with bean oil. Um, <laughs> I took that from your description of Crater from or for a pacemaker from way back at the beginning oh, really? of the campaign. Yeah, you wrote something about bean oil and I was like that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like we did, we would just like go on walks alongside the river and just like get all bundled up, you know, it, like it'd be cold so not many people would want to be like down by the water, so we would just like walk up and down the water talking about life yeah just getting to know each other just like you know getting super close like becoming best friends (laughs) that would never (laughs) betray each other (laughs) oh Uh, yeah so okay uh, i i was talking to jay about this after we finished recording uh this is this is jumping ahead to the end of episode 18 when uh when pacemaker essentially stabbed crater in the back by (laughs) by revealing that uh he was the one that performed the operation to 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 remove that sensor from him that like essentially caused all of this um when we were making characters we were asked to make an ally and i made the character (laughs) pacemaker a doctor and not once did i ever put together (laughs) that the dms would use a doctor character to sabotage a character that i created where a medical uh, procedure happened against him i was i i dumbfounded that i never saw that backstab <laughs> coming because that was such a t-ball for the dms but it was it was played very well but i'm very that mad was, at myself it's so beautiful though because you know y- you didn't think that he would betray crater just like crater didn't think that he would betray crater so it's it's uh it's wonderful and i will yeah sometimes it's just kind of it just kind of has come alive on its own and is there waiting for us. You know what I mean? And it's less like we've had like we're playing eight D chess and you do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's just as much like the influence that like it's amazing how y'all's stuff has just like set us up for cool stuff. It's so hard to talk about this shit as a <laughs> There's also there's also an element to pacemaker telling you that that like for me i know it's fucked up and i it's complicated because like he presented it with like some compassion that it's you know it was either him or someone who might have killed you doing it no for for sure i get that um i i will just say uh when you ended the session right after pacemaker said that to me what i was about to do in that moment was enter into a rage oh, oh please please yeah. do that please do that in the next so, like, episode holy shit I, I was about to smack him down and i'm glad that you've that you stopped it there so i had time to think about making no. a very important character decision like that but oh <laughs> uh, like i like like me sean i was very I was very thrilled about that, but I was also so fucking angry. About Good. <laughs> I was so Beautiful. scared. And like, I like, I don't know. Sometimes when these scenes happen where I have to do something like intense with someone, I really like, I get fucked up like yeah. about it. And when, he, when pacemaker first saw you, like I was going to have him just go in for a hug. And like in the moment I was like, I don't think he feels okay to do that. And so then when you hugged him, it was this, like, I better get all this love in right now. And it hurt. Right. <laughs> it hurt me. <laughs> it was such a beautiful scene between you two. It was, it was so great that like hesitancy on pacemakers part. And then the, like 
the 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 the, the sort of warmth of of that reunion um you know and and craters like we, we finally get to feel like craters come home here's somebody that recognizes him and has affection for him and then to have all of that you know turned on its head and in such a, a great way too where like you know and again be props to your uh your 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 acting in, in that one but it really did feel like pacemaker genuinely thought he was doing what was best for yeah. crater in that moment that's what makes it heartbreaking that he can't you know he does he he thinks that he did the best he could you know yeah big time it's <laughs> fucking breaks my heart yep. while we're on the heartaches uh, sorry uh, go ahead go ahead I was, I was gonna i was gonna ask if i can shut out another great performance uh, oh. uh S- sky uh with 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 riot uh telling us uh her backstory with scavenge oh yeah that like broke my heart as you as you were telling us that like you did so good like delivering that story too that was amazing so moving and so detailed and so recognizable uh you know so very relatable it was great cool thanks guys oh yeah i uh I was gasping. Like, I just couldn't catch my breath for that whole side, that whole section. It was like, and like, I, you know, it wasn't as much of a surprise for me. And I was still just like, right. I don't uh, know why. I just yeah. wasn't expecting it. I was and trying to so find the right moment. I've like been waiting for a long time, but it's still like, I wanted to keep my cards close to my chest for like a considerably long time. But well, like, I don't yeah. know. It sounds like Riot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. was it was very cool to see Riot be so vulnerable because like she's been like so tough and cool yeah. this entire time. Yeah. And then she just kind of like let go in that moment. Yeah, I think it was like the straw of like many that had been kind of dealt over the last little bit with just all the scavenge stuff bringing up. Well, and that's I, I think that like you know, you say you've been you've been waiting for a moment, but I feel like it it re- it happened really naturally because it Good. does feel like it's been building you know, since, like you say, since Scavenge, but really since Garbazine, right? Yeah. Since we hook up with Garbazine and, and you guys, you know, find that common ground, this common abuse, you know, um, and uh, and like the, the different side of Riot that we get to see when she's dealing with Garbazine because he's just some other some other fucking criminal mm-hmm. right and and there's no necessary like there's there's no reason that she should be more you know affectionate or compassionate towards him but she is mm-hmm. right at, at the same time as she's just like massacring boy bakara ruthlessly <laughs> you know like let's not forget that that's who this is right cut your hands off and fucking twist the knife right so you know to, to to see that other side of of riot and it's it it really does feel like it's been really naturally building over the last few episodes and and to have that come out was oh it was beautiful yeah i was choked up when Aww, you were doing that. yeah cool Good. Thanks, guys. If if, uh, if y'all are wondering like whether you're pacing your backstory stuff properly, yes, you are. I am shocked by how like it's just cool. Like we got a little bit by episode four, and then like I don't know. I'm just very uh, pleased. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say um, thank you for legitimizing our villain. Um, and I mean that so genuinely because like there's only so much you can do as a DM to make a villain other than being like, you know, even just saying like, Hey, he's done this really bad stuff. Like if the bad stuff is not something that the players hook onto, then who the fuck cares? But like Mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, that you've really ever since, uh, well, first of all, you created him. So (laughs) 
props to you. <laughs> also, yeah, sorry, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Sky has created this no, monster. This monster. Yeah. <laughs> this is your, your fault. fault. That is so much yeah. bad in this world. But what? like, for you to especially like when I think it was episode seven when Jay Detective was just like, yeah, there's there's been Android parts going missing. And immediately you were like, I know a guy. And then like, you know, you start dropping information about it and it just totally legitimizes it for us. And it makes it it's going to make it rewarding <laughs> when you get to him. <laughs> yeah, big time. Uh, yeah, let's get him. Let's fuck this boy up. <laughs> fuck yeah. Oh my god. I've got I got some spells I've been saving. Yeah. Oh man. Do you have polymorph? Can we like turn him into a puppy and <laughs> yeah. then like and then like and then we can go to, like a tall building and just throw him off. Oh Why a puppy <laughs> if you're gonna throw him off a building. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, look, if we're gonna throw him off a building, it can't be a puppy. Yeah, can we make it's him gotta something be something gross. Yeah, like absolutely. Well, yeah. Like a slug. Yeah, frog, right? Frog frogs are standard <laughs> yeah, these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw him on the ground really hard. <laughs> throw him on the ground really hard, Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> <laughs> oh god also peter thank you for celestine's hat that was very nice that is a perfect lead-in actually for my question that i have for celestine Ooh. celestine when did you get your hat who gave you the hat and how did it feel to see riot and then jim international rocket with such panache and this is also the opening to talk about jim international <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll get through this as fast as I can so that we can just talk about Ginger National because Ginger National is my mo- new favorite lore. character in the show. Hat lore, uh, hat lore. Yeah, okay. If you if you if you're gonna put me on the spot right now, then I think that that's a that that is a a hat that 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 Paws father used to wear, and I think it was uh, it was collecting dust in the barn. And, uh, you know, and I showed up and, uh, and I, you know, um, I, I started, uh, helping out around the farm and, uh, I had my eye on that hat. I think I was really fascinated by that hat for, for a long time. And Paul saw me eyeing it and was like, go ahead, go ahead. Right. And, uh, and, uh, and that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a little big. Um, and, uh, but it's a, it's a piece of paw that I, 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 I carry around with me and, uh, and a piece of his, his family. Um, uh, yeah. And, and it was so, you know, it was, I think it was emotional to, to kind of like offer it to riot a little bit, even though I didn't really like, you know, it was, it was just a funny thing to do, but, uh, you know, I think it is kind of interesting for him to see somebody else wear paws, paws hat. Um, and, uh, pause, but. Pause. <laughs> oh my god, I just, I just realized that Ryan was wearing the hat during her backstory shoot. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh god. Uh, Alright, Audrey. Audrey draw it. Oh yeah, Audrey, draw Ryan in the hat, having a, having a good cry. <laughs> Shit. But, oh. if anybody's uh, fit to fill out that hat, it is Jim International. <laughs> God, that was such a power move when we were meeting with that one boss, and you didn't say a goddamn word the entire <laughs> yeah. meeting until he was like, "What you got?" He just threw all your coins on the <laughs> yeah. table in front, just like a giant power move. I, <laughs> I guess I need to make a note yeah. that I don't have any more gold pieces left. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I remember for next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna it. take some shit from Scavenge, yeah, right? Yeah, like we're gonna totally. we're gonna clean this motherfucker out. Totally. Oh, it was so it, brilliant when you asked for that goddamn safe combination. By oh the way. my yeah. god! Holy shit! 
I never expected that, and that is like one of the coolest asks I have ever received. So fucking sharp and quick. Loved it. Or twenty sixty nine. Twenty sixty nine. That's exactly what Scavenge would fucking say. Totally. <laughs> Fuck boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. That kind of leads into another question, actually. Um, speaking of Scavenge, any theories on Scavenge's next mod? Which people were generally talking about that's what he had come back to do. B posed this question to me the other day, and my first thought was that Scavenge maybe isn't thrilled with how Riot got to him the last time we all met and so my guess is that there he's having some sort of mod that will make him less susceptible to riots charms maybe maybe less uh less emotional a little more like i mean we know the guy's like a piece of shit so hard-hearted doesn't Mm -hmm. sound seem to like cover it but we know that riot got to him in some way and i think that he doesn't my guess is he doesn't like that and there's going to be something something that he does to sort of steel himself against that eternal sunshine of the spotless minds himself <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> yeah or he's gonna put the foot on himself oh, oh. fuck i love theories any of the theories, theories. i don't know it's probably gonna make his dong bigger <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it fuck shit jay we gotta talk about big this big metal dong yeah you wrote that down right <laughs> yeah shit what if it's just a second dong? Ooh, yeah. But this is a magical dong. This is a this is did it's you a say plus hydra one. Dog? I did. I did. <laughs> Peter, what was it? What was that word that you that you that uh, on last recharge where we started recording? You kept saying um, what? Oh, the, bifurcated. That's it. <laughs> bifurcated dick. Peter's favorite fascination subject. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't. He, to be clear, he does not bring this up often, but it is one of the first things I remember about Peter. It is interesting to Google. <laughs> I will say. Yeah, I, I forget why we were talking about that, but that came up before we before we hit record last recharge. So that that was the energy that we <laughs> led in with last time. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, loved it. Uh, All right, Jay. <laughs> uh huh. Can you hit me with that theme song, please? <clears throat> All right, one, two, three, four. Recommends. Recommends. You, you got, got em. Em. all righty then this week's recommendations you know it's cold as shit outside probably uh we are recording this still in summer but it's the end of the year uh so i'd like to go around and hear everyone's favorite winter activity slash memory that you would like to share you know in the winter time sometimes it's harder to get out because how cold it is but you make the best of a bad situation, especially living up north like we do. <laughs> so I'll go first. I have I have two here that I like to share. So my favorite winter that I ever had was when I was in grade eleven. Um, I spent three months in Switzerland doing oh. a, a student exchange where I was out there to learn French essentially. So I went out there and went to school there, and just like I had a I have uh, like a host family that I spent a bunch of time with or that I lived with rather. It was awesome because I was 16 and in Switzerland, the drinking age was 16. So (laughs) (laughs) it was, it was good fun. But um, in the middle of February, we had a week off of school 
And the family rented a cabin up in the Swiss Alps, where we spent seven days just snowboarding and skiing in the Alps, where I hadn't snowboarded in probably like eight years at that point. I spent the first three days just on the bunny hill, where I had trouble getting up on the lift and like falling constantly. I got hurt. I was so discouraged. And then by like day four... Like the whole family is like ripping up to the top of this mountain where it was like a it was honestly like a 30 minute ski lift to get to the top. And then it takes 25 minutes to ski all the way down. And I could never make it all the way to the top without falling off of this, like the T-bar essentially. I had to hold on to the entire time. I hated it. (laughs) But then by like day five, I was able to get all the way to the top and I felt like so good about myself. And but honestly, by day five, the weather was shit. Uh, <laughs> where it was like very warm. So there was like a bunch of like rock patches constantly because the snow was melting. Uh, but I felt a great sense of accomplishment for myself because I was able to snowboard without falling for like the last two days. And honestly, that was like the most beautiful scenery I've ever seen in my entire life. Ugh. And I wish I could do that every single year. But I am poor and that family was rich <laughs> as fuck. So I was very <laughs> thankful to be paired up with them because that was a very fun winter. Uh, just ripped around switzerland so um, cool Ugh. so what sean is saying is that he recommends that everybody goes stays goes and stays <laughs> yeah, with a rich yeah. family in switzerland yes. for a while <laughs> so, so uh, I, have, I have one quick quick one to add on to that which is a little bit more accessible um which i, w- I would like to make this a tradition around the holiday times uh last year jay and i both had a week off of work around christmas and we spent six days uh, waking up at 8 a.m. and then playing Stardew Valley until about 7 p.m. every single day. Wow. <laughs> yes. That was a great yes. way to spend the Christmas break for us. And that's Amazing. a little bit more accessible and it's it's very fun. Uh, Beautiful. Both of those stories just gave me the fuzzies. Yeah, big time. Uh, so for that, I recommend don't go for Emily, go for Leah because Leah is <laughs> Leah baller. Rules. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Leah does rule them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, passing the baton, uh, I'm going to send it to Sky. Go. Mm, okay. So there's like probably a lot of like a lot of stories that I could think of, but there's only one that I can't get out of my head, and so I'm just gonna have to tell this story, this memory, I guess. Uh, so I went home for Christmas when I was like 22 or so. It was, I guess, it was New Year's at the time. And me and my brother were playing video games and my mom came in. She was like, hey, Max, I found your weed. And we both like froze. And we were like, fuck. Because like <laughs> at the time we did not really talk about like the weed thing as a family. We were just like, shit. So, so we were like, okay. And she was like, we're going to smoke it later. And we're like, what? What? <laughs> is this a trap so we're like okay something bad's gonna happen like this can't be real and then we had this weird tradition where we were like new year's means fondue so we were (laughs) we had this idea of making like three different kinds of fondue we like cut up every possible thing you could dip in we had two different kinds of cheese one chocolate we just had like a literal entire table full of just like stuff and then my mom's oh. like, okay, we're going to smoke the weed now. And we're like, what? <laughs> and so, like, my dad opted out, but, like, my mom and my sister hadn't smoked weed before, so we were just, like, decided to do it as a family in, like, a controlled, safe environment. And that was really, really strong weed. So we all just got, like, ripped to shreds 
outside. <laughs> like, I can't super remember a lot of details over the rest of the night, except the fact that we were so ripped that we came inside after smoking the weed and forgot about the fondue and came inside and realized the smorgasbord that was in front of us. And I don't remember being so in pain after eating that day. <laughs> was it cheese fondue? There were two different kinds of cheese fondue. There was, like, a Swiss white wine and then, like, a, like a cheddar beer. Oh, Holy oh my god. Fuck. Yeah, it was Holy shit. fucked. But that was like that's oh the one god. kind of thing that stood out for me for my <laughs> It's it's weird. Like I also associate fondue with winter time. Yeah, I uh, well, cuz yeah. my mm. family does fondue for Christmas also, but we do oil fondue. Ooh, yeah. Oh. That's a vibe. Well, I was I was I was thinking about that time that you and I Jay were in Amsterdam and we wanted <laughs> yeah. we got fondue and ate it outside on a on a t- like a patio for a restaurant and it was like minus five out it was so cold <laughs> shit damn that was so well, i mean could you imagine summer fun too it's <laughs> yeah, really unpleasant that's what i want when it's hot out hot cheese oh. <laughs> hot filling hot chilling cheese. cheese i want to sweat more yeah oh god let's eat it on the beach and then go swimming. oh god sandy hot cheese <laughs> yeah mm. oh. uh, all right on that note i'm gonna pass Oh. along to B. Ooh, okay. This one's weird. Um, <laughs> I love it already. <laughs> I have, like, maybe I'll do, like, a two-parter, because, like, I don't know why I thought of this event. It's, like, kind of not the happiest, but that it results in, like, a really happy... Anyway, my favorite, like, thing that occurred every year around the holidays was just the, like, very little sunlight in Yellowknife. Like, the sun almost didn't really rise um so it was kind of permanent and just like a lot of northern lights um so that's like perpetual darkness and northern lights is something i associate with the holidays um but also there's like this journey of growth (laughs) regarding the christmas tree uh because every year (laughs) i had a giant meltdown about the christmas tree (laughs) I know this. And, like, part of the problem was that my mom would always, like, first of all, most years we went off into the forest and chopped down our own tree. And it was, like, off into the forest. So fucking Canadian. Oh, my God. Um, And my mom would always take pity on whatever scragglepuss tree. (laughs) That's adorable. I know. She's like, it's a Charlie Browner. We got to take it home. It's a Charlie Browner. And she kept saying a Charlie Browner. But I have a thing about symmetry. And (laughs) it's very hard to make a Charlie Brown tree look symmetrical. Um, And then I discovered that it didn't even matter if it was a Charlie Brown tree because, like, we got a a fake tree later in life, Peter and I, and I still had these meltdowns where, like, (laughs) everyone wants to decorate the tree and I have to let them because it's Christmas and it's family time. I have to let them is a beautiful thing to say. (laughs) And then when it's done, and I would get, like, increasingly sweaty as it went on, and then it would be done and like it would be all fucking wrong like there would be too many of the same color of things crowded into one corner and i'd like walk around until i was in tears like trying not to touch the tree and my family would like wait for it they'd be like okay calm down and i'd be like i can't i can't i guess i should probably frame this around the fact that like i did not know i had ocd at the time (laughs) I remember 
I remember a few times being invited over to your guys' place for Chris for specifically for decorating the tree and how every time I would sit on the couch and watch because <laughs> I knew watch, not to get involved. Watch me for the next hour and a half after everyone was done just kneeling by the tree and crying and like rearranging <laughs> shit. It was always this big like, okay, like B's going to have her fucking meltdown and then she's going to fix the tree and it'll be fine. But it was always this like kind of bummer in the holiday season. Um, so, you know, years later, I like, you know, realized I had OCD, developed some coping skills, got this fake tree. And now I only spend about 15 minutes reorganizing <laughs> And I don't yell at anyone, and I don't cry, and uh, I typically don't feel like I have ants on my brain. So that's my, like, holiday miracle. (laughs) (laughs) And to be fair, when we decorate the tree, uh, there's a lot of consultation that's involved. (laughs) B, where do you think this should go? Is this this high enough? Is is this the empty space? do we have enough red over here? And, and I like, just, yes, it just, yes. it works and better that way. Change it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm not as much of a nightmare, but like, yeah, it was no, a real like great scenario as great. a kid. Um, <laughs> like every year they'd be like, don't do it. And I'd be like, I won't. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm passing it to Jay. Um, I have two little shorties. The first one is uh, Christmas Eve 2019. Uh, Sean proposed to me, so that's I would recommend that well. being proposed to by Sean. <laughs> I, I'm not going to propose to anybody else. So don't get your hopes up. God damn it. I'm still waiting for mine, Sean. <laughs> Um, so that was that's really nice because I'm a bit of a, of a Grinch about Christmas, and so um, we, we hate we hate Christmas in this. We household. do hate Christmas, and the and Sean knew that, and so he was like, "Well, why don't we make a good memory at Christmas? Isn't that nice?" Mm. <laughs> that's very nice. Um, my other winter memory is um, in Canmore. There's this hill um, at the at the bottom of like one of the major roads and it's called cemetery hill because at the very bottom of the hill there's a cemetery (laughs) um and everybody goes sledding there uh but like all day it's just filled with kids like really young children so after dark when we were teenagers we would go there mostly just like to avoid the kids and have the hill to ourselves but it's like a 15 minute walk to the top of the hill like and it's a long (laughs) long ride down and like I just remember so many years like in the dark we'd all walk up to the top of the hill and then like There'd be like a pack of el- uh, uh, what? elves. <laughs> there was a pack of elves. Yeah, there, oh elves are real in Canmore. <laughs> Don't worry about it. There'd be like I love there'd this be like story. a pack of <laughs> yeah, a pack of elks that would like watch us sled down. And like so many times, I'd like walk up, and there'd be like a pack of coyotes like looking at us and sledding, mm-hmm. and we'd be like, whatever, they're not going to hurt us. And it's just like, um, yeah, it was just a really beautiful place to be, and I. When I think about it in my head, I see like the the hill covered in white snow at night would be all orange from the from the street lights around. So it was just like a really warm glow. Um, and there was like jumps built into the hill all the way down. And it was uh, just a very cool place to be <laughs> late at night with your friends. Really fun. Like, yeah. And it's also pretty convenient to have a cemetery at the bottom of that hill for when you... I was going to say, you crash. Yeah, when, when, when you crash off one of those hills in the dark and then get eaten by a coyote. That was yeah. perfect. <laughs> well, it's more likely that you would go too fast down the hill and then ramp up at the end of the hill and go onto the road. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so you could end up in the cemetery one of one of a few ways, but... Um, Yikes. <laughs> but I never did. It was just fun. 
And I'd like to pass it to Peter. Ooh, all right. Thank you. Um, okay. So like Sky, I had like a thousand things pop into my head uh, for this topic, but there was one that floated to the top and I couldn't get it out of there. My story is a Christmas story. And like all good Christmas stories, it comes with a moral. It comes with a teachable moment. <laughs> so gather around the fire, children. Um, <laughs> when I was, I would have been about ooh, 13 or 14, which would have made my, uh, my younger brother um, uh, about eight or nine. And um, we we played a lot of board games as kids. And I mean, it was the nineties, right? So there were like three board games. And so we played a shit ton of Monopoly, which is a terrible game. People don't play Monopoly. It's the worst. Um, but we we loved it at the time, right? It was what there was. And so we played a ton of it. And it was the late nineties. And so, uh, um, you know, uh, Star Wars was becoming uh, a big thing. And my little brother was very into it. He was he he loved Star Wars. He thought it was the coolest. And so they came out with a Star Wars monopoly. And this was before they made like a, a, an, an everything monopoly. Right. This was kind <laughs> of a it was kind of a find. And he was obsessed with the Star Wars monopoly. And uh, and we we went out uh, we went out shopping one day, me and, 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 and my parents and my brother. And he saw it. He saw it in uh, in a store and he wanted it so desperately that I got my mom to like slide me a little money uh, on the on the sly. And when they went out to load things up, I went back and bought him the Star Wars Monopoly for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I I hid it in my in my closet. And, you know, I was I was pretty good. You know, like I, I, I knew that he he had a tendency to kind of go looking. Right. And so I did a pretty good job of hiding it. Um and uh, and in the lead up to Christmas, he started to get a little like, I know what you got me for Christmas. I know. I know. you. Got, I, I know what you got. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. What you what do you think I, I got you for Christmas? I know you got me that Star Wars Monopoly. I know you did. You got it when we went to the store the other day. I was like, no, look, I didn't. I'm sorry. I, I didn't get it for you. Right. And he kept needling. Right. He kept at me like, I know you got it for me. I know you did. To the point where I was like making up an elaborate like, oh, I'm sorry. It was sold out everywhere. I really did try to get it for you, but it was <laughs> it was sold out. But he kept at it to the point where like at some point I realized, okay, he looked in my closet and he saw it, right? And he's not, he knows he'll get in trouble if he admits it, but he's so deeply certain that he's getting it. So I wrapped it and I moved it. And on Christmas morning, it was not under the tree. And I let him unwrap everything we had we had we'd done all of our presents everything stockings and everything like that and at the end he looked around and there was nothing else and he was like what where's the where's the star wars monopoly where what happened what happened i was like i'm told i'm sorry i told you i you know i didn't get it i i couldn't i'm sorry right and just trying as hard as i could to deadpan him and he had a meltdown he was so upset he was crying and i and 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 then of course he gave himself away he's like i know it i saw it in your closet i I was like aha i got you Oh my and, god. And then I went and pulled it out from where I was hiding and it was all wrapped and and I and I gave him his Star Wars Monopoly, but he learned a valuable lesson about not going looking for your Christmas <laughs> presents. <laughs> that is diabolical. diabolical. Oh my god. <laughs> so I I I highly recommend uh that you uh you you torture your younger sibling uh if they uh if if they want to go snoop for presents, make them pay for it. <laughs> 
god, what if you oh got god. like something he hated as Monopoly instead? Like I don't know, like <laughs> yeah. chores and afternoon naps Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I think it's the most popular one. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that is the only one that I'm interested in playing at any at any point now. I put a hotel on doing the dishes. <laughs> that was so so dumb. Well, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, that's gonna wrap up this week's recommendations. Remember, folks, go out there, get a symmetrical tree, go sledding. <laughs> down a very precarious hill that may or may not kill you get high with your family and eat fondue <laughs> get, get proposed to by me Tor- torture, torture your little brother and you know have fun that's it recommends oh. you, yeah, you got, got him. Him. Shots. Shots. <laughs> I put a little stank on that one this time oh, I heard it so from that somebody <laughs> that was one of my favorites that was uh, great. That was also, Sky, the more I learn about your family, the cooler I think they are. I and I kind of want to hang out with your family. Yeah, they're pretty fun. <laughs> that was the only time that we've all gotten high, though, together. Ugh, but what a great time. Like, what a great, like, one time. It was nice. You know but, I mean? like, I mean, what, what kind of time does your mom have to smoke weed when she's so busy ghost busting all over exactly. the place? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> gotta stay sharp. You gotta. You gotta. Can't let them in. Uh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I have two more topics to briefly cover. Probably just one, unless you do be. Um, I let's see. I, I don't know which two you're referring to, so we'll see. Oh, I they're see, not unless a... I would like to do it. No, no, no. Please do it. I oh, okay. You. Well, one of the ones that yeah, it's not written in your thing, but um, yeah. The uh, just just gonna mention the uh, the pip update that you got. Upon arriving in Midmoss. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so fucking cool. I, like what you the, have wrought. Yeah, I was oh, going to yeah. say the whole time yeah. I was just like, fuck, we caused this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of nice for Harley, you know? <laughs> I, you know I, I'm, yeah. I'm proud of her for, for, st- for sticking up for herself. Like, yeah, she's yeah. she's taking control of the situation. She got fired and she's not taking shit. She might die. <laughs> she really <Yeah>. might die. <laughs> and that's the thing is that I, 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 was, I started to get worried like... You, you know, like uh, on her way out, uh, um, uh, when we when we let her go, she was like, "Riot, if you need anything, I'm there." And now she's like, "Fucking <laughs> in this compound, taking hostages. Like, there's no way she gets out of this alive." I feel like you're not going to get that favor. Yeah, especially because Ms. Mero was so nice. It was really disarming. <laughs> I think something. Well, bad's it was happen. unsettling too. Like there was something about like Mesmera didn't seem too flustered by it, and she had this like this air about her like sure i'll tell you what you want to know because there's guns in danger yeah exactly she was way too calm it was very unsettling yeah um but uh yeah i don't know what the fuck mesmer is up to i've never trusted that bitch um but uh but i'm glad i guess that she's that harley's tying her up for an indeterminate period of time that can't be bad yeah absolutely can i also say this sounds so so contrived uh because i I've I've had this thought, but I've never said it out loud. But Yeehaw and Edict, those 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 two are fucking. Oh, for sure. Right? Like, <laughs> like for, for me, the the moment was a couple episodes ago when Yeehaw barged into the party wearing Uncle Edict's outfit, and they had yeah. a little bit of back and forth banter. I'm like, 
Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. There's, there's something between those two. Absolutely. <laughs> they have a past. Yeah. Uh, it's delightful. I, and I feel like the seeds have been there. It's got, it's, it's got this, like, usual suspects feel to it where, like, you're not paying attention as you go through it the first time. But once you know that there's something between them, all of their conversation seems just yeah. so yeah. steeped in sexual like, tension. Yeah. Like so intimate, <laughs> bickersome. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, my uh, favorite delivery in that in like I was so glad we got to reveal that. But we had said like before the session, we were like, "What are we thinking?" Like DC two to notice this because like, <laughs> unless all three of them were like we have to give this to you. But like my favorite line in it is when B's edict is just like don't. Don't touch me. Don't touch me right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right now. Yeah. It's so real. It's like a forbidden love, right? Because like, e- e- is an analog. and they don't, <laughs> They're just like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, oh it, yeah that's... <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. It is. You, you know what? This actually made me like Edict a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there was like so much extra flirting that got cut too. Like Jay and I were just like, "This is just for <laughs> us," true. and we kept going. <laughs> yeah, oh. it got it got nasty, no. and like that's not even a joke. Like, <laughs> I cut out a lot of really nasty yeah, stuff. Yeah, you like that, don't you? <laughs> hey, folks, play D anD D. It's a great way to flirt with your lifelong friends. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Consequence-free flirting. What could be better? <laughs> Yeah. Also, speaking of the McGraws, the Hacksaw McGraw was pretty sick. Yeah, that <laughs> that, yeah. that tasty little reveal. Yeah. <laughs> of the Tussleweed McGraws? <laughs> <laughs> Dynasty. Oh, Dynasty. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, my other last little bit of what happened that we should touch on is that you guys got a little bit of information from that book that mm-hmm. uh, Pacemaker had open. Read the, the personal information port and the Dream and Digital Network and what they have in common. Yeah, I'm very intrigued by that. Very dry scientific writing. <laughs> I, I didn't find it dry. Well, I mean, I found it dry in the way that like you were making it sound like an abstract but uh like mm-hmm. very legitimate yeah for how much like legit quantum physics concepts there were in there it was very graspable like yeah especially within that amount of time i was very impressed oh jay wrote good. that everyone by the yeah. way yeah yeah I'm, I'm i'm expecting the uh the entire article yeah, yeah. 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 Like, like the full, full like <laughs> with bibliography yeah. and everything on my desk <laughs> yeah. next week <laughs> Peer reviewed before before I even see it. Like I actually (laughs) I've actually like I've done my I have a page in our OneNote that has like highlighted and like quotes cut cut out of articles. Um, I tried to do diligent research (laughs) for this, um, even though it doesn't work. So I will have that bibliography to you um, by Monday morning. Dang, it'll be in the show notes. (laughs) It it is going to be fun to like take some time and and you know really dig into that and see what we what we think it it means um we're kind of in the middle of some shit at the moment i mean crater's dealing with something super emotional and of course celestine's got to get a library card so uh, <laughs> you, you know we we're, we're, we'll need a minute with it but uh um it's uh it's great it's great all these little pieces and like introducing stuff like that that it feels i don't know it it, it feels kind of like um like almost escape roomy and it's like okay so we've we've noticed this thing and we found this piece of like 
it's it's just an article. It just a, it's just a piece of something in this world. It's not it's not unusual. It's not the Arcana speaking to us. It's just a like, hey, we found this bit of research and we get to do some actual research. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like we're there. It's really cool. It's uh, I was talking to Sean about this after the session. How like you guys are kind of like mid to late arc right now, and like you know just by the nature of the game, B and I have had to drop so many hints and like other hooks for you guys knowing that you're so busy right now that like you'll you know you'll complete this arc and then we'll probably have to have like just a huge long sit down in game of just like okay here are all the things on our to-do list that we just have not had time to even like think about (laughs) what we're gonna do you know what I mean but that's always fun because it's then it's cool because you guys get to choose what what journey you want to take next Mm. oh yeah I love that and like often sometimes we'll have some of that stuff on the table and then we'll play a session and like the solution presents itself you know Mm -hmm. based on your actions can you give us an example peek behind the dm screen um something that's already been revealed that went that way oh Mm, i'm trying to think of an example that i'm not sure what you mean so otherwise i'd throw some out but i'm not sure exactly what you're getting i can't is the thing okay well then if it's not if we if we haven't okay i'll tell you what i'll think about a couple of good examples for next time because there have been like lower key things that have been cause and effecty but uh i don't want i just want to be able to sit back and look at them and be like yes none of this reveals my hand yeah all right well okay I okay with Sir Limbisk aw- the whole time fuck <laughs> 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 scavenge takes off his mask and it's sir limbisk <laughs> yeah. oh my you God. mentioned him in episode one and now you know <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> well, before we wrap up, B, do you want to drop a little teaser? Yes. Next couple of episodes, we will be having a guest joining us on uh, Planet Arcana. It's very exciting. The players do not know much. Um, <laughs> but this person is just like so charismatic, such a lovely person. We're super stoked to be working with him. And uh, yeah, I've just got the jitters all in my bugs about it. It's Sean. Sean's our guest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we're, 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 we're killing Crater and I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm playing a new character. <laughs> Hacksaw McGraw, that's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very excited to bring somebody else into the fold here. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm curious as to see what you guys have planned for uh, slotting in this new character in the middle of uh, in the middle of this town. Mm-hmm. Planned? Jay, do we need to plan stuff? I don't know. I've never done that before. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, we're so we're so freaking excited. Um, yeah, he has stepped in with like so many cool ideas for the world building too that like really mm. blew mine and B's minds. It was yep. just, uh, yeah, it's just such a treat for us and uh, a treat for the listeners as well, I think. He has a great voice, which, yeah. Yeah. It's very, very soothing. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. <laughs> yeah. Your, your your ears will enjoy. <laughs> well, on that note, unless anybody else has anything to add. All right. <laughs> want to put a button on it, B? Yeah, you want to drop me a beat? Yeah, sure. All of us drop a beat? <laughs> no, just maybe at the end. <laughs> yeah, okay. Here's here's what's gonna happen. Jay's gonna drop the beat. I'm gonna do the rap. You will know when you're supposed to come in, and then just everyone drop in with your beats all at once. Okay. Okay. Three, four. Boom, 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 bo
Welcome to set of part nine of Recharge. If we were seafaring, we would be a barge. And my favorite Simpsons character is Marge. Uh, and if you want us to keep playing this game, never tell a true friend your true name. Everyone jump in. Never, never tell a true friend I did, but I like that too. I just I pictured just a big cacophony. <laughs>